and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Campion, and this is another episode of One Guest, One Drink, One Question, the most refreshing show on the web. Now, if you're new to the show, here are the rules. Every episode, I'll bring on one new guest, we'll share one drink together, and I'll ask one thought-provoking question to have a nice conversation with our guest. So this week's episode is my friend Josh. Uh, he's from Cleveland, but recently moved to Seattle uh, in February, right around when the coronavirus um, scare or pandemic was kind of uh, coming to the news. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, now, I want to note, because this is this is kind of special, you're the first guest on the show um, that is not from Seattle. You're you're new to the area, yeah. and you're the you're the first guest that this hasn't been completely virtual. Uh, I would call it about ninety percent virtual. Um, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, it's, that, I feel like that's a pretty fair percentage. So for you listeners, uh, just to understand what happened here, uh, Josh and I live within walking distance of each other. And uh, we decided to share from the actual same six-pack instead of getting the same drink uh, from two different grocery stores. So we met up in a local park, stayed six feet away from each other, of course, and exchanged the beer. Josh, can you describe how that went down? Uh, It probably looked like the world's weirdest drug deal, Uh, but it was fun that we got to split the same four-pack because it's from a uh, local brewery that we both really enjoy. Yeah, it's very exciting. And, you know, beer can vary so much from six-pack to six-pack, especially with these small brewers. So it's super exciting to be able to share that with you and and spend that few minutes in the park making this virtual podcast a physical one as well. Yeah, exactly. It was nice, too, just because you were the first person I'd seen in about two or three weeks in person with the whole pandemic going on. So it was an added bonus. Yeah, definitely. It was great to socialize and uh, see someone... Uh, outside of the screen. So, Josh, uh, what beer did you decide for us to have today? So, uh, we are both a big fan of Outer Planet Brewing Company, and I personally, I really like dark and heavy beers, so I went with their Fifth Orbit Belgian Brown, which I believe the significance of it is it was created in honor of their five-year anniversary. Hmm, interesting. And uh, have you had this beer before? I think so. I think once I take a sip, I'll be able to say for certain if I have, but I'm pretty sure I have. Okay, great. Uh, well, let's get into sipping. Uh, before we do, are there any toasts or any shout outs you'd like to give? Uh, you know, with everything going on, I feel like, especially having interacted with the guy at the brewery today, a big shout out is in order for all the people that still have to go into work, whether it's for an essential job or, or if they just you know, can't financially not go into work. They're, you know, the ones that I think are really being affected by this more than people who are, have like the financial means to stay at home. Definitely. And I want to give a shout out to all the small and local businesses. I know they're being hit especially hard. Um, so it's great that we could support them with this episode. For sure. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, crack that beer open and we'll take our first sip. All righty, cracking it open. Oh, that's good. Mm, I think I have had it. I definitely have. 
That's delicious. Wow, I'm noticing now that's uh, 9.6% ABV. It's a heavy beer for sure. I got you. A strong one, man. Yeah, I guess we need it during these times. You know, and I really love the can. It's kind of, um, you know, it's amateur in a way, like this podcast. Um, It looks just like a sticker slapped on the side of a a plain aluminum can. Yeah, well, I think this is, uh, I guess, I think conjecture... Yeah, I think that's the word conjecture of the story behind it, but I don't believe they were actually selling by the can before the shutdown happened. So if it looks amateurish, I believe it's because they've had to switch over just to keep the business going. Interesting. That's that's a quick pivot, and I'm glad they were able to do that, source cans, source stickers somehow, mm-hmm. and uh, get it all out the door for us uh, partakers in their beer. Definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Belgians, so I'm glad we got to... This isn't something you could get at the grocery store for sure. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's kind of rare, uh, local, small-batch microbrewery. So uh, I want to get into the big question of the day here with you, Josh. Are you all ready for it? Definitely, let's go. Awesome. So knowing that you moved to Seattle um, during the middle of this, this outbreak... And, uh, you know, you mentioned I was the first person you'd seen in, in a couple of weeks in person. I want to ask how um, this physically social isolation uh, has affected, you know, the Seattle freeze kind of stereotype for you. Uh, is it extra frozen because you can't, you know, go to bars and meet people? Uh, or is it more thought out because people maybe are nicer in the streets or they're more willing to do video chats? Um, it's a good question. I think I can kind of speak on it and give you two answers uh, because mm-hmm. I actually had about a month because I got here uh, at the beginning of February and we didn't really get shut down until the beginning of March. So I did mm-hmm. have a month to see the city. Uh, and... I think pre-coronavirus, I never necessarily felt the freeze, which I guess for anyone that doesn't know is just local Seattle people not you know, taking too kindly to outsiders. Uh, and everyone I dealt with seemed friendly, but since the uh, shutdown has happened, I haven't seen anyone, so I guess the freeze has been put on hold now that we're all shut down. Okay. Can you talk about that first month you were here? You said you didn't really experience it. Uh, what kind of things did people do to welcome you? Or uh, why do you feel that you, you didn't experience it when so many other people do? Um, I think it's just how you go about meeting people. So, I mean, for instance, we already knew each other before I came here. So that I don't think is the best example, but I like to be active in clubs and organizations. So before it got, you know, obviously shut down, I was Mm -hmm. uh, joining a running club, a local running club in Seattle. And my first ever run was a distance day on a Saturday. So only five people showed up and uh, we did South Lake Union. And the person that I ran with, she was a local. It was actually two women that I ran with. They're both locals. And they did, you know, they did make jokes about uh, like all these people moving into the city, but they were super friendly. They, uh, you know, were pointing out all the landmarks for running that I could use in and around the city. And I think just having that common ground made it less of less invasive on my part. 
Okay. And have you stayed in touch with these people since then? Um, not, not with them personally. Uh, I'd only gone to like three or four runs with the club before the shutdown happened. So I hadn't made any friends yet, but I think I, I feel confident that I'll be able to pick it up when I start again. Cause there were definitely people that I was talking with. Okay. That's great. That's awesome. Um, hopefully, yeah, you'll be able to connect once this is all uh, settled. Yeah, definitely. So I'm also curious about um, connecting to people back home. Now that everyone's doing, uh, you know, video conferencing, video calls, uh, do you find it easier to hang out with friends back home or is it the same? Uh, how do you feel? Yeah, um, I think what I've noticed is the friends that I already had like strong communication with from either college or high school where we're super close. We text every day and we've been doing just phone calls in general. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we're all pretty committed to staying in touch. The nice, I guess, like if you're going to find a positive from this whole situation, uh, the one nice thing that's come from everyone being stuck inside is I do feel like a lot of people have, I guess, come out of the woodwork, so to speak. So friends that maybe I hadn't talked with in a while or, you know, I'd only talk with in group chats have come forward and just wanted to get in touch because I think everyone's a little starved for interaction right now. Yeah, definitely. I I think I'm feeling that as well. Um, You know, normally I hang out with generally the same uh, groups of people, but now, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting to reach out to people I haven't talked to as often uh, or haven't talked to lately just to catch up, uh, check in, see how they're doing. Uh, It's been really refreshing, in fact. It has been. I think maybe if something positive is going to come out of all this, just increased communication would be something that I hope would come out. You know, I've got, I think I've done four different video chats in the past week and each with like a different group of people that I know. And that's just been so fun to stay in touch with some of these people that I kind of, I don't want to say written off, but had just assumed that like, okay, I'll see you when we do reunions or mm-hmm. when maybe I'm back in town. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So that's, that's been good. Definitely. And that's a great attitude to have about this. Uh, it'll help you kind of get through it. I'm sure. Um, I have the same attitude as well. Uh, so I'm curious, um, you know, you mentioned a couple times after this is all over, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that, um, that stereotypical kind of Seattle freeze, um, you know, standoffish kind of attitude will, will come back, um, once we're not all virtual or do you think people maybe will be more open to socializing or maybe on, on the other hand, less open because they're afraid of maybe other repercussions, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we'll all have been conditioned to not talk to people. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think if there's a Seattle freeze stereotype for, I guess for you and the people of your city, I have a, a more broad stereotype because I'm from Cleveland, which is part of the Midwest of the friendly Midwestern stereotype. So mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've always found that friendliness can usually overcome any kind of reservations. So whether or not people go back to being a little bit more distant, I think, you know, I, I, I think as long as you come in understanding where they're coming from and just respecting that and you're friendly to them, hopefully they kind of can get past where they're at and become friends with you. 
Definitely. And I, I think after so long of physically distancing themselves, people will be, like you said earlier, kind of starved for interaction. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe we'll uh, let their guard down more and be more open to new conversations, uh, whether that's in person, online, uh, you know, wherever that is. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I guess like I, I've, I've got a question for you, if you don't mind. I hope I'm not breaking up the format. Uh, <laughs> but I, so I, this is one of those things where like I've heard about it just it described to me, but I've never actually gotten to ask like a local, would it be Seattleite? I don't know what the correct term would be. Yeah. Seattleites, right. Yeah. Okay. Like from your perspective, do you find that you have that Seattle freeze or like, do you know people who do do that? And like, what do you think the reasons are for it? You know, for a long time, I was kind of against the term. Um, I thought, you know, me and all my friends were very friendly. We're, we're always open to new people all that. Um, but after thinking on it, it's really, it's not an intent, intent driven freeze. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like we don't want new friends or new people. It's more of um, kind of a, a, a feeling of safety. Okay. Uh, staying with your same friend group that you've had throughout high school or college or your whole life um, is easy and safe. Uh, and so branching out to new folks can be a mm -hmm. bit more difficult. Um, so it's, it's kind of a risk to bring uh, someone new into the friend group. Uh, but it's very, very easy to just keep the same friends, do the same things. So I think if there is this concept of a Seattle freeze, it would be more of uh, an accidental or a um, out of laziness kind okay. of thing, not out of... Uh, we don't like outsiders. Okay. And, and which in that case, you could almost extrapolate that to any community anywhere. Just in general, I think it's very difficult to accept outsiders when they come in. Certainly. And I, I think it's very difficult as an outsider moving to a new city to uh, meet new people, make new friends, make solid friendships. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happens that a lot of people are moving to Seattle right now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people over the years have been moving to Seattle and uh, in big waves, you know, it comes and goes um, mm -hmm. versus other cities, maybe New York or LA where there's kind of a constant in and out. Uh, it yeah. seems um, Seattle, it just seems like on the upward. And so it could be difficult for many folks moving here um, to kind of integrate themselves in the pre-existing friend groups. I could see that. And I could almost, you know, not to, to make it seem less of like coming from a high horse attitude. Like I could see it being hard even from where I'm from to have someone move into Cleveland because it's almost worse than Seattle to the extent that uh, we don't have a lot of people coming to the city. Uh, mm -hmm. It's getting better, but you know, for a long time we were, we were, not really known for much. Uh, so I could even see it being worse because like how I said that I hadn't encountered too much of the freeze in my first month. A lot of that is because most people I talked to weren't locals. There's mm -hmm. so many new people that you can probably spend your whole time in the city without ever talking to someone who was born and raised here. So I could see it even being worse in Cleveland because most people there are you know, born and raised. 
Yeah, that's that's a very interesting thought there. Kind of um, maybe the Seattle freeze is not a Seattleites freeze, but it's a everyone else kind of freeze. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe we need some more of that Midwestern friendliness you <laughs> mentioned. Uh, but yeah, that that kind of brings us to the end of our time on the show today, Josh. Um, it was great discussing with you, you know, the Seattle freeze stereotype, making friendships in a new city, uh, making friendships virtually. It's, it's a very interesting topic. And listeners, I hope you are able to uh, stay positive like Josh. Um, I hope you're able to make new friends during this isolation, after the isolation. Um, before we end it here, Josh, are there any final toasts or shout outs you'd like to give? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I gave my general shout out uh, mm-hmm. originally and yours covered another part of it. So I'll, I'll go specific with this one. Uh, just a shout out to friends and family who I think they know just being in a new city that, you know, it can be difficult. So I've definitely had a lot of people reaching out, just checking in. And I just think that's good. And I think for anyone listening, uh don't don't feel afraid to reach out to someone just to see how they're doing. Definitely. Shout out to everyone who is connecting with people, checking in with people. Um, shout out to our listeners. Hopefully you can do the same. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Outer Planet Brewing. Uh, listeners, if you're uh, in the Seattle area, if you're in Capitol Hill, definitely check out Outer Planet. They are doing beer to go. They are delicious and they could use your support. Check in with your friends, listeners. Um, you know, if you get one thing out of this episode, is just go message a friend, check in, see how they're doing. Uh, and thank you, Josh. Thanks for coming on. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope the listeners enjoyed today's show. Uh, this is the most refreshing new podcast on the web. Every episode, we bring on one guest. We share one drink together, and we ask one fascinating question. Uh, so with that, stay sipping, Seattle.